Welcome to a new feature of the Ingenious Podcast called One Question, Two Tips. We will be interviewing several CPA marketers and leaders at top regional public accounting firms. We'll end the segment with What We're Loving Now. Now here is the host of this podcast series, Don Wagonar, Principal of Ingenuity Marketing Group in St. Paul, Minnesota. Welcome David Beer, the COO of Anglin Reichman Armstrong, a top 300 firm based in Huntsville, Alabama. David first served as Anglin's firm administrator and supported the firm's strategic acquisition of a well-regarded tax and estate planning firm in Pensacola, Florida in 2019. Welcome, David. Thank you, Don. Excited to be here today talking to you. Yeah, I'm really excited. I think this topic is really important, especially today in firms hiring environment and especially around retention. So I think it'll be a really great opportunity for other firms to learn from you. So let's get to it. My first question is, please provide two tips for this question. We understand that England has done a great job with promoting smart niche leaders from within to help your firm grow independently. Can you provide two tips for making this path less intimidating and more exciting for younger professionals? Sure. I think, Don, that's a great question. It's really a lot of where our firm has focused its entire growth and strategy is around, you know, being a niche leader, being a specific uh, expert in an industry or, or, or a service line. And we really do look at our team and say, if you're going to advance and have a exciting, fun, fulfilling career in the accounting industry, you're going to move away from being a generalist, which is what everybody is when they start and into a real niche expert. So uh, one of our first ones I'll talk about is our R&D niche. And you know, just a little bit of a tip on it is when we, we had a lot of clients looking for research and development credits, which is our R&D niche. We had a tax group that, that worked on those a little bit, but didn't really know the specifics, and we had outsourced that to another firm. And one day we said, you know, can we be experts on this, and how do we start? And one of the things that we always recommend, we're part of a, a network alliance with CP America. And through that alliance, we've also uh, became allied with uh, Crow Harweb. And what we know in the accounting industry is that we don't, you know, we may compete sometimes with the people in the same market, but these industry associations are incredibly helpful for building niche expertise. Um, a lot of, there's plenty of work to go around. And so what we did is we went to Crow and we said, we want to learn how to be R&D experts, and we paid them, you know, a pretty good little uh, amount of, uh, you know, we had an agreement with them to help teach us. And we picked two or three people, one being a partner and the other being a younger, I believe, supervisor at the time and said, hey, this is an opportunity. Get in, learn it. And, and that's really where, you know, the first thing is you have to really learn the whatever that kind of niche is going to be. And while it can be intimidating if you have no idea whatsoever, there's a lot of resources out there in this industry to help get you there. And even as you get there, even as you start to learn, there's there's always help along the way. So we continue to reach out to Crow and other uh, help, uh, advisors to make sure that we're doing the right thing. As you start to do that over two, three, five years, you become more and more comfortable. And that's how you really start to develop the niche. So the one thing, I, so I guess the first tip I would say is, um, you know, start with a few people. You always want to start with a, 
a partner that will fully support the initiative because if we don't support the initiative from the top, it's hard to really get it going. And the second thing is, you know, as you mentioned, uh, you want a young leader that is going to take that and drive their career in it. When they see the success that, hey, this is where I can take a career, and you have a young leader that wants to to kind of grow with it, that's really that's really I think kind of the recipe. And obviously, the third part of that is you find and utilize resources, and there's plenty out there. There are uh, many alliances. Again, we're huge fans of CP America. Uh, that will help help you learn and grow along the way. So that that's really one uh, kind of the first niche. The second niche that we've even probably more recently uh, tried to get on is the CAS, the Client Advisory and Accounting Services. That one's really exciting for us. And when we look at, you know, I think as you look at all the uh, individuals, we hire people straight out of college with you know, the four-year degree, but primarily a lot of them are close to the five-year, you know, master's degree working on the CPA license. Um, but we also started looking at individuals that maybe didn't want to get a CPA license um, or they maybe they did in the beginning and then decided they didn't want to down the road, The um, which is okay because there's a lot of niches and expertise that the CPA designation really is not the important one. So there's two or three I could talk about. I did just mention CAS, which I'll maybe come back to, but I'll talk a little bit. I'll actually switch over to the government contracting. Uh, the government contracting niche is, again, a very probably defined set of rules and requirements and regulations that are very different than other businesses. And being a CPA uh, is obviously very helpful on the end product, but knowing how a government contractor works, how government contract accounting works, is is not taught in you know uh, in traditional schools. So that is, again, uh, it's going to be the same sort of tips. We've built our biggest niche in government contracting, and it's all been around learning. Uh, we go to a number of different industry trade shows, different uh, conferences that, that get into uh, the specifics of government contract accounting. There's a lot of research. There's a, a ton of reading, um, you know, kind of the rules, the, the FARs and regulations around defense uh, contracting and, and contracting in general. So I would say, again, the most important thing to building a niche business is you have to have it supported at the highest leadership levels, which includes partners, managing partners specifically. And then you've got to build a team um, of at least, you know, one or two younger people that want to drive it. Um, if you've if you're a partner, you've probably been around for a little bit, not not to say you're older, but, you know, you've been, you know, 10 to 20 years. You've kind of established an expertise, a routine these newer niche specialties, um, you want to have succession in it. So for a young individual uh, that's looking at a 20, 30 year uh, career in the accounting industry, which can be incredibly rewarding, you want to early on, you know, identify, you know, what, what really just gives me the satisfaction? What do I really appreciate and enjoy doing? And once you can find that, um, you start learning. And it's probably as simple as that is, you got to shed some of the other responsibilities when you can and really get into deep learning, being an expertise to, to drive the true value to the clients. Right. So you had mentioned, and I'm just curious, is it important then to get your CPA in some of these niches or not necessarily? Because I know that there is some you know, conversation that's going on where a lot of CPAs now don't even want to go to school for that fifth year. And they're less and less CPAs coming out of, you know, college 
And so if it's not needed and you're being as successful as you are in these niches, where, you know, is that, is that a possibility where if they're getting their expertise in the areas that they need in other ways, do they need that CPA license? So, so Don, you're going to get me in trouble. Um, <laughs> yes, I'm going to say yes. This is accounting industry. Got to have a CPA. Yes, still need the CPA. I think there's a big part of the industry account or auditing tax. You know that that and yes, you know, gap financial. I agree. That the CPA is so important. But even the CPA oh, designation is going to change, right? Um, so we we kind of look at the evolution of a firm, and you say. If you're doing tax and audit, you got to have CPAs. I mean, that's really it is yeah. kind of the that's really to to deliver that service. As you start getting into industry and niche consulting, yeah. that CPA designation is really it's a it's a part of the equation, but there's also other parts. So if you look at you know the big four and you look at these you know the top 100 firms, they're not staffed fully with CPAs. Uh, so when right. we look at our firm, we look at we absolutely need, have a strong need and will continue to seek CPAs. And honestly, most of our 98% of our sourcing of candidates, especially new hires, is is out of the universities. But as we look at certain niches, so if we get into manufacturing, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we look at industry-specific manufacturing expertise. A controller maybe doesn't have a CPA, but understands the kind of intersection of operations and accounting, finance, and that's what really can deliver value to a client. Yeah. So my other comment that I have to say is you've mentioned a couple of times now about the younger leaders. And I love that because I think so many firms get hung up and stuck where they can't grow the niches because their niche leader, the person that's in charge of the niches and is an older, and I shouldn't say older, or a more experienced partner that's been with the firm for several years. And they have such a large book of business or they're managing a book of business and they're just so busy, they don't have time to run a niche. And so then the niche just doesn't really get off the ground. Um, I see it time and time again. And so I love the fact that Anglin is having these younger leaders that are more hungry and have the, or want to invest in the, you know, in putting in the time, um, in doing that. And are willing, you yeah. know, willing to. Yeah, Don, I think it's a really good point you brought up. I mean, the so really the drive, the experience, and the expertise is often resides at that partner or senior manager experience level, and which is great. I mean, and that's you know, frankly, where a lot of the initial client interactions come. But I think what any firm, especially what we've done, is look at how do you build something, you know, for the future and for success. And and really, you have to start with succession planning in mind. And doing that is building a team that's, I guess I'll even say it multi-generational, that, that has the experience of your partners um, and, you know, eight, 10 year managers, but then also has, you know, a, a team that's three to five years that has kind of really gotten settled into accounting. They understand what uh, client service is. They understand the industry. They, they know they like it. They know they like the opportunity. And now they're looking for where do I, where do I build a career? And and again, we I think what we find rewarding the younger team as well is moving out of compliance type work and moving more into a value driven. How do I help these clients have a successful business? And I think when you get into some of the niches, 
and get away from compliance, moving into more advisory, you have that opportunity to really deliver a value for a client. And again, I would say you got to build a team. You can't exclude the experience, but if you build a multi-generational team, you're now building it from day one for succession planning. So you have something that can last for 10, 20, 30 years. Right, exactly. Um, and I also have to say, I love the idea about saying, uh, I never would have thought, like I've thought about like, of course, using your resources with the association that you belong to, but the fact that you actually paid pro <laughs> or Hoss or Crow to help you, like you are a client of theirs, um, is so smart and ingenious, I have to say. <laughs> well, and I'll say, Don, so many people, uh, I think where they, and I've seen it even in my own life, where, where we get hung up is where we don't invest the time. We all buy these new, you know, we, we buy new softwares, right? And we're, we're like, well, we just want the software. We don't want the training because we don't want to pay for the training. Well, inevitably, that leads to incredible growing pains, and then you get frustrated, and you don't know how to do it. So anything you get into, you've got to invest. Not only You have to say, I've got the money to do it. I have the financial resources, but it's time. You have to say, okay, you two, you two or three people are going to be in this niche, and by the way, you're, you know, you've got 800 hours this year that's committed to growing the niche. If you put an individual younger, I guess that would be a tip back to your first question, if you get into a niche, but you're not carving out time to learn and train and grow and build a niche, you're not going to be successful. So another tip would be, do you have the, the resources, including both financial and time to commit to growing? And if you don't, you got to figure out how you can get that. Because what we see is that the traditional, uh, I mentioned CAS, and I did that because we look at where is technology going to go with tax? Where is it going to go with audit? Where is it going to go with accounting basically outsourced accounting and technology whether it's in one three five ten years is going to really revolutionize and change our industry i just read a really interesting book it's called um uh, ai superpowers and it was talking about artificial intelligence in china versus silicon valley and how how ai is going to change everything but it also inadvertently talked about the accounting industry um so we got really excited about you know where we're getting into ai putting people into those, even though it's not really ready in there, but to say, we know the future's there and we want to start learning and investing both time and, and financial resources now. in it. Right. Well, that sounds great. I um, love your tips, even though you gave us like four, so you've been extremely generous <laughs> with your tips, which I appreciate. All right, so now it's time for our closing segment of the CPA Influencers podcast called what we're loving now, we ask the question, what are you loving right now? It could be work-related or just something fun or joyful in your life. Okay, so I'm going to give you more than one answer again. So I'm going to give you two answers. <laughs> um, the first one is we do love everything technology. So we love AI. We love um, automation. We love, I think it's called RPA. There's all, we love learning right now that there's, we know the industry is going to change. And we finally we're like, hey, let's get ahead of this. So we we really love where that's going to change our entire practice. And we love where we're trying to get ahead of it and really learn um, this is what we can do. This is how we're going to do it. And and we know everything we do right now won't be perfect, but we're going to learn. And we we love that because what we see the frustrating part with our team is when they have to work 60, 70 hours in a peak season. 
So we want to use technology to say, um, you're going to have a phenomenal career, but we don't want you to work more than, you know, 45, maybe 50 hours in the peak season. And so using automation and other tools and resources, that's our goal. So we're super excited about that. Um, well, the other thing we love, love <laughs> yeah, they would love that. <laughs> Uh, you know, and you know, in the accounting industry, you always kind of lose people after a certain time, and and it's the hours and it's the demand, and and so we want to change that. We want to move our team into what is a CPA or a industry niche specialist really good at, and that's consulting, advisory, high end expertise to help a client, not data entry, not bill pay, things like that. So we want to use tools to automate that. So we're super excited about that. Um, the other thing that was actually really fun, we just went to a conference and it was CP America again. I'll plug that. And there was an author that we that spoke and it was John Garrett. And we all know about, you know, what is your why? And his his was what is your end? And the, the end is, you know, OK, you know, Dawn loves, you know, running her marketing firm, but she also and she likes to do what? And so we kind of look at, you know, the entire philosophy of our culture and say, what is their and? And it was funny. We did a word cloud up there. And, you know, the number one uh, and in the accounting industry conference that we're at was golf. So obviously, a lot of golfers in accounting, running, exercise, family, those were all big things. So we're just excited about how do we build a company and a culture that we can balance, you know, some great client service, great deliverables, but still have a team that just you know, we know who they are, uh, not their work identity, but they're personal, they're and. So anyway, uh, John Garrett, super funny guy, great book. Um, and anyway, I was I was excited about that personally. Yeah, I've seen him before. I think I saw him a couple of years ago at a conference. He was funny. So yeah, yeah he was great. Um, all right. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time today. It was wonderful. I think it was really um, an an a really helpful session. And I think um, just hearing it hopefully will shed some light to other firms listening um, and they will take those tips and start utilizing themselves slowly but surely, baby steps. So thank you so much for your time today, David. Well, you're welcome. Donna, I do have to close with one thing. The other final fifth tip is you got to have a marketing firm that helps you <laughs> you know, promote what you're doing. So I don't want to, <laughs> we really appreciate uh, all the help that you guys do. And, and, you know, when you develop a niche and especially then you got to next go out and grow it and build it. So a good marketing plan and firm uh, can certainly help you do that. So we appreciate all that y'all do for us. Thank you. And that is very true. Very true.